<laughs> so good to see everybody. Really missed you guys and so excited to be back in town. Excited about what God's going to do. This is a great week. This is one of my favorite weeks of the year. You know, it's kind of like Christmas, you know, and it's exciting. Um, we're going to take up an offering here in a minute. I, I mentioned to many of you guys uh, on the One Call system that uh, the last few weeks, actually the last few months, we've given the community the opportunity to give towards the backpack event, haven't we? But this Sunday, it's our, our opportunity. God provides every year. We're thankful for what he does every year, but we want to give you guys the opportunity to see. Now, I'm going to say these things not because I want you to feel obligated. If you've prayed about it and you've got a, a gift in mind, then that's what we want you to do. And I'll have the guys come up a minute. But there's a story that I want to tell you. It's amazing as I'm out in the community talking to different people, I always forget that, that the people in the community are here serving. They've got stories as well, things that have happened to them. But there was a story that happened this week that I wanted to share with you that I think I'll have special meeting about what this event is really about. And I never want you to forget, it's not just about backpacks, it's not about haircuts. What we're doing is we're giving away hope. And we're giving away love, and we're showing people practically the love of God, aren't we? Well, one of the families in our church uh, from Texas, they moved up a few years ago. Um, Three years ago, uh, right around this time, August the 20th, They had a 13-year-old grandson, and he was off getting his physical for football. And on his way back from that physical, the car that he was in was hit, and he was killed. And the family, obviously, has really struggled since that time. Uh, They left his room the same. The mom had really struggled with some things. And and we'd been praying for him on and off for a lot of time. But this week, the grandmother came in and talked to me and said, I really want to talk to you about some things. And she was telling me about her grandson, Bailey. And she said, recently the mom has started going in the room and she's getting to the place where God's really helping her heal her. Three years where God's really helping heal her heart. And she started working on the room and doing different things. And she came across his backpack. Brand new backpack that they'd bought for him for school. And his shoes that they'd bought for him for school. And the mom and the grandmother decided, you know what, there's not a better place to donate those than here. So this year, we've got a special backpack and a special pair of shoes from a 13-year-old boy. And so, in memoriam of him, we're going to find another 13, 14-year-old boy, and we're going to give Bailey's backpack and shoes to him. Amen? But it kind of gets even better. The mom is driving up from Texas next week. She's going to be here, and she wants to be baptized. (laughs) So never, ever, ever forget why we do what we do. You don't know who you're dealing with. You don't know what's going on in their lives. You don't know the hell that some people are experiencing. And so our job is to be Jesus' hands and feet to these folks. And what an honor that is. Amen? Amen. You guys come forward. Again, today, this isn't about trying to get money from you. This is about if you feel led to give. And that's it. God always supplies the need. So I just want you guys to to give as the Lord leads you. And it will go towards the event this coming week. I'll go ahead and pray. Father, thank you. 
for giving us the power to get wealth. Lord, we love you and we thank you. And this is just our way of giving back to reach the folks in our community that need your love. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, as the guys are taking up the offering, lift up your Bible and repeat after me. Some of y'all look confused. Y'all can do two things at once. Come on, y'all can do it. <laughs> They're like, wait, I can't. No, you can. Guys, just give the money to your wife. She'll put it in there for you. It'll be all right. <laughs> Repeat after me. Say, this is my Bible. Every word in it is true. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I'll be taught God's word. It's his truth. Transforming every part of my life. And I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You guys sound great this morning. Well, you probably noticed our tree over here. Today we're going to be talking about Zacchaeus. And some of you guys remember the story of Zacchaeus. He was the wee little man. You remember the story from Vacation Bible School? There was a little song I remember they taught us as kids. It said, Zacchaeus was a wee little man. A wee little man was he. And I don't know why, because probably there's something wrong with me. But this week I was singing the Zacchaeus song. And I was singing it with an Irish accent. For no reason, I just go, oh, yeah, I remember that song, Zacchaeus was a wee little lad. <laughs> a wee little lad was he. I don't know why. I was like, why? I've never, I don't, I don't even know. I'm back, just so you guys know. Um, but I look at this tree, and my first thought, I was like, man, you know, Tina and Todd, great job. Let's give them a big hand. They do a great job. I know from a few weeks ago, y'all wondering if it's going to blow up at the end of service. That's not the plan. But uh, I look at it, and I do think of the Keebler Elves when I see this. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? Maybe we'll get cookies. Who knows? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But I was thinking about this service as I was preparing to come back. And I knew a few weeks ago I was going to be talking about Zacchaeus. And so I began to study it out. And what was amazing is this story that I'd read and heard from when I was a little kid. And I remember the story of Zacchaeus. And, you know, I'll read it in a minute. And he's sitting out in this tree. But there were things that the Lord showed me that I had never seen before. And it amazed me and it actually broke my heart and, and excited me that what God was doing through this Bible story that I remember as a kid. But the name of the story today, or our lesson today, is camouflage. I'm wearing my cam one of my camouflage shirts. And, and I began to do research about camouflage. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but the United States Army recently spent five billion, with a B, billion dollars to create a new and research a new camouflage pattern for the soldiers in the army. Five billion dollars. Every year, hundreds of millions of dollars are spent on hunting. How many hunting guys do I have in here? Come on, guys, raise your hands. How many of y'all have camouflage? How many of y'all have camouflage everything? Come on, be honest. I don't know. Ladies, some of y'all that are married to a hunter, you know what I'm talking about. I have camouflage stuff. Kennedy actually bought me a few years ago. I've got a camouflage wallet. Don't drop the thing. But, I mean, it's a camouflage wallet. I'm telling you the truth. A few years ago, I looked over, or actually a year or so ago, there was a family in the church that brought our baby in dressed in complete camouflage, an infant. Can you imagine setting that bad boy down in the woods? You'd be like, I know I hear it, but I don't know where it's at. Where's the baby? That's funnier than y'all laughing. I thought about that. I was really laughing hard when I thought about that. But we have cam a camouflage trucks, camouflage guns, camouflage everything. 
They have estimated, get this, they have estimated that hunters in the United States spend an annual amount of $2,800 a year to go hunting. And a lot of that's camouflage. Just camouflage everything. And, and I thought about that. I thought, how interesting is that? We spend millions of dollars, billions of dollars as a country so that animals and people can't see us. <laughs> and I started thinking about that. I go, that's kind of funny because I thought way back in the day, I mean, the Indians probably killed a lot of antelope and stuff, and they weren't camouflaged, but, you know, we got to have camouflage. And, and I started really thinking about that, but we do. We spend a lot of money so people can't see us. And as I began to study about Zacchaeus, the two stories kind of overlapped each other, and I think you're going to see what I'm talking about here in a few minutes. Look at, the Bible up, or look at your Bible up on the screens or your notes. Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. Here's the story. He, Jesus, entered Jericho and was passing through. And there was a man called by the name of Zacchaeus. Now, Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. Zacchaeus was trying to see who Jesus was, but he was unable to see him because of the crowd, for he was small in stature. He was a wee little man, a little bitty guy. So Zacchaeus ran ahead of the crowd, climbed up into a sycamore, and it's actually a sycamore fig tree, in order to see Jesus, for Jesus was about to pass through that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up, and he said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for today I must stay at your house. And Zacchaeus scurried down and came and received him gladly. When they saw it, they all, that's going to become important later, began to grumble and they said, He has gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. Verse 8, Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my possessions I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded or stolen anyone of anything, I will give back four times as much. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house because he too, Zacchaeus, is a son of Abraham. Look at verse 10. For the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. Now what an amazing story of God's love. But if you don't understand some of the history, you'll miss some things here. First of all, we understand that Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector. Let me explain what that meant back in the day. Remember, at this time in Israel's history, Rome controlled Israel. They were an occupying army in Israel. And Zacchaeus worked for the Roman government. And what he did is he took taxes from everybody. But he was a crooked guy, and not only did he just take taxes, he took more than he should have. He extorted people. He was not a nice person. And he wasn't just a tax collector. He was the tax collector in Jericho, which means all these other tax collectors worked for him. He was hated, all caps. Nobody liked this guy. He was a little bitty guy. He had a bad attitude. He was robbing people. The Roman government was going around with him making sure it happened. He was hated. And if you notice down at the scripture, it says when Jesus actually talked to Zacchaeus, they all grumbled. So what do you mean they all grumbled? Notice a lot of times when we, re we read scripture, who was usually upset with Jesus? Who was it? The Pharisees, the religious people. 
The religious people didn't like Jesus, but everybody else liked Jesus a lot because he was doing miracles, doing all these great things, but he was bothering the Pharisees. This is one of the only times in Scripture that you see everybody, everybody was mad. The religious people and the non-religious people. I mean, the whole group goes, there's one thing. They might not be able to agree on religion, but they all agreed that they hated Zacchaeus. And they were upset that Jesus was even talking to that guy. Now, let me step back and give you a little history. Jesus is coming into Jericho. But remember, when we read the scripture, we want to read in context. We want to know what's going on around the story. And what had happened is Jesus was coming into Jericho, and he had just healed ten lepers. There were ten lepers outside the city, and Jesus had miraculously healed them. And what happened to the crowd then? Got a little excited, didn't they? They're like, man, Jesus is healing people. So a bunch of people start following Jesus, and they walk into Jericho. And as they're walking into Jericho, the Scripture tells us there was a blind man, blind from birth, named Bartimaeus. And Bartimaeus was sitting up near the city gate. So Jesus is walking in the city, big crowd following him. And there's Bartimaeus, and what does Jesus do? Heals Bartimaeus. Now Bartimaeus can see. The Bible tells us that Bartimaeus jumps up, and he's following Jesus. This is awesome. Huge crowd. I mean, can you imagine the city is like on fire? It's like this is amazing. God is doing miracles in our midst. There's no telling how many people were following Jesus at this point. In other words, what's he going to do next? Well, Zacchaeus' job is to know what's going on in the city. Like if you get a raise, guess who's knocking on your door? Zacchaeus or one of his buddies. Hey, hey. Heard you got a bonus. Come on. So he knows what's going on. And he hears about Jesus. And he wants to see Jesus. And so the Bible tells us that he couldn't see because he was so short. He was physically short. And so he couldn't see. So he ran ahead of the crowd. But the Greek word here that is used is called helikia. Everybody say helikia. You are Greek scholars. How's it feel? You feel pretty good about yourself right now? So, helikia, and helikia means stature, but it also means something else. It's, it's listed seven times in the New Testament, this word helikia. Five of the times it's used are in reference to height, growth. Two of the times it's used talk about the stature not only on the outside, but the stature on the inside, our character, our moral development. The other time it's used, it talks about Jesus growing in stature favor with God and man. Jesus was maturing, and that's how it's used here. See, Zacchaeus was not only short physically, more importantly, he was short on the inside. Zacchaeus was broken. And like many of us today, his past, whatever happened to him, there was something inside of him that wasn't right. There was something inside of him that said, look, I'm going to side with this hated government and I'm going to tax, and I'm going to steal money from my own people. He was not a good guy, was he? His stature was messed up. And so Zacchaeus runs ahead, and he climbs up in the tree. Now, I don't know about you, but when I thought about this until this week, my whole life, I thought what happened is he ran down there, climbed up in the tree so that Jesus could see him, right? Isn't that what it would make sense? He wants to get up there so he can see Jesus, and Jesus can see him. But as I began to study it, I saw that 
that's really not what was going on at all. Listen to me. Zacchaeus was hiding. Zacchaeus ran ahead of the crowd because, listen, everybody hates him. Nobody wants to be around Zacchaeus. And he can't see Jesus because he's physically shorter than everybody else, but it's bigger than that. He doesn't think he can see Jesus because who he is on the inside. Because Jesus will know I'm messed up. Jesus will know. And so Zacchaeus, though, he knows he's broken. Zacchaeus knows that there are things inside of his life that are messed up. And and he hears about these miracles that, wow, Jesus is healing lepers. And, man, Bartimaeus, I know Bartimaeus. I took money from Bartimaeus. I know Bartimaeus. And, And here comes Bartimaeus down the road. I think, I think that Zacchaeus wanted to climb up in that tree. And he wanted to see Jesus, but he didn't want Jesus to see him. In other words... I want to see what hope looks like. I want to see what a miracle worker looks like. I want to see what love really looks like. But it's too late for me. I've done too many bad things. There's no way God would accept me. There's no way that God would accept me. I'm too broken. I'm too broken. Number one on your notes. The first step on the path of becoming a whole person, a complete person, listen to me, a child of God having a life worth living is this, realizing that we are not whole and that we are broken. See, what Zacchaeus didn't realize is he was qualified to come into God's presence. But everything around him in his life told him there's no way. God will not accept you. God doesn't even want to look at you because of what you've done. Has anybody else ever felt that way? Yeah. It's too late for me. God might love other people, but but you don't know what I've done. You don't know what I've done. Zacchaeus knew that he was broken. He realized he was broken, and that's why he was hiding from God. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up, and he said to him, Zacchaeus, circle Zacchaeus right there, circle that if you've got notes. Hurry and come down, for today I must, circle must, stay at your house. So Zacchaeus is hiding up in his tree. He's hidden from Jesus. He's hidden from the crowd. But I noticed something. This wasn't the first time that people had used fig leaves to hide themselves from God. Anybody remember another Bible story? In Genesis, Adam and Eve, the very beginning, when they sinned against God, when they rebelled against God, what did they cover their nakedness with, their sin? What did they cover? Fig leaves. Interesting. Interesting. So apparently, if I see you guys carrying around fig leaves, I know something's going on in your life. I'm just throwing that out there. (laughs) But isn't that interesting? 
just thought that was something. And so, Jesus calls him down, and he's hiding in the same kind of fig leaves. And I know it's not a coincidence. And I notice what happened is that he's up there hiding. And what does God do with Adam and Eve in the garden? He goes out and what? Looks for them. And Jesus here is going and he's looking for Zacchaeus. He's looking for him. But Jesus looks up and he does something amazing. Something the crowd, and I'm talking about the religious leaders and everybody else, does not expect. He looks up and he says, Zacchaeus, come down. Now, when I first read this, I mean, it never really occurred to me what that was going on. But what's amazing about the fact that Jesus calls Zacchaeus by name? What, what's amazing about that? How would he know his name? Because he knows everybody. He called Zacchaeus by name. And you know what that tells me? And what it told Zacchaeus is, hey, Zacchaeus, come on down. Zacchaeus. God knows my name. Jesus knows my name. Number two on your notes. Jesus knows your name. Jesus knows your name. And you know what that means? When Jesus called out to Zacchaeus, that means, Zacchaeus, I know you. I know everything about you. I know everything that you've done. I know what you've been doing. I know all those things. But you know what? He says, Zacchaeus, come on down. I must go to your house today. Look at that. Jesus didn't say, hey, you know, here's what you would think. Zacchaeus or Jesus would look up in the tree and say, hey, sinner boy. Hey, sinner, I see you hiding up there. I'm God. I know everything. You can't hide from me. You know, I talked to a guy this week. I said, hey, man, I'd love for you to come to our church. He goes, oh, I go to, I go to a different church. I said, oh, that's great, man. I said, I'm not trying to steal you. I don't do that. And, and he said, but you know what? I've been thinking about coming to your church. I said, why is that? He said, because I'm tired of being told I'm not good enough every week. I'm tired of being told I'm a sinner all the time. I'm tired of feeling like I'm a worm, feeling like I go to church and get beat up. And it broke my heart. I don't know where this guy goes to church, and that's not even important to me, and that's not the point. But that's what Zacchaeus thought. Zacchaeus, can you imagine, can you imagine you're hiding from God in the bushes, and all of a sudden he says, hey, Tim. Oh, exactly. You'd be like, what? No, it's not. It's Clint, you know. You know what I'm saying? Huh? No, I wouldn't do that to you, Tim. That's all right. But, but think about it. What? Huh. That kind of makes me a little nervous. That means he sees me. And I don't mean the outside me. I mean the inside me. But he doesn't yell at him. He doesn't say, come down here, you sinner. I'm going to whoop you in front of God and everybody. He doesn't say, come on. He doesn't say anything like that. He says, Zacchaeus, I know you. Come down. I must go to your house today. And what happens? The Bible says everybody else got upset. 
because Jesus is loving on sinners. You know, I don't have a problem with Jesus healing lepers. And man, that was cool watching him heal Bartimaeus. But man, I don't know about this sinner boy. Anybody else ever felt that way? Yeah. Now I'm getting all up in your business. <laughs> Jesus calls him and he comes down. And here's what happens. Here's what happens. Zacchaeus was rich. And they're on, the Bible said they're on the way to the house. They haven't even gotten there yet. He is so overwhelmed by the fact that God loves him that he says, hey, everybody I stole from, I'm going to give them back four times better than the lottery. <laughs> I'm going to give them back four times what I've stolen and half of what I owe, own, I'm going to give to the poor. And Jesus says, hey, man, today your heart's changed. Today you're coming home. What's interesting about that, if you remember an earlier story, Jesus was dealing with the rich young ruler. Do you remember that story? And the rich young ruler comes to Jesus, and Jesus says, hey, and he asked Jesus, he said, what must I do to enter the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus saw his heart. He knew he was wealthy. He knew that's where his heart was. And Jesus said, you need to go sell everything and come follow me. And what did the old boy say? I can't. I have too much. What else is interesting about that story is Jesus talks about the commandments and he says, I followed all of them. Wow, contrast. And here we have this huge sinner guy over here that his heart's completely changed. But the other guy that was righteous, his heart was broken. I thought that was amazing. But he knows your name. And he knows what you've done. And he loves you anyway. That's amazing to me that the God of the universe knows everything about me, knows everything I'm thinking, knows everything I've done, and he loves me anyway. Look at Psalm 139. I'm just going to read a little bit. This is David talking. He says, Oh, Lord, you have searched me and you have known me. You intimately know me. You know when I sit down. You know when I rise up. You understand what I'm thinking from afar. You scrutinize my path and my lying down. You're intimately acquainted with all of my ways. Even before there's a word on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all. And then he says this, where can I go from your spirit or where can I flee from your presence? Here's number three. Stop hiding. Stop hiding. That's why I call this camouflage. Because that's what we do. We hide from God. How many of you have ever seen a little kid, and I'm talking about a little bitty kid, and you're trying to teach them to play hide and seek when they're first learning how? Have you ever seen a little child, you said, all right, here's what you need to do. I'm going to cover my eyes. And I'm going to count to three. And when I uncover my eyes, I'm going to come find you. And, and so you cover your eyes and you count one, two, three, and you open your eyes and the little kid's standing there in front of you, covered their eyes. <laughs> you know, y'all have seen it. Y'all know what I'm talking about. They're like, I'm I, you can't see me because I'm hiding right now. That's what it like, it's like hiding from God. David says, where can I go? Nowhere. Where can I flee from your presence? I can't. 
You can go climb up in a sycamore tree and you can hide. But he knows you're there. But more importantly than that, verse 10, look at verse 10. Jesus said, I came to seek and save those who are lost. And we quote that scripture all the time. And I forgot that it was part of the story of Zacchaeus. Jesus looks at everybody and said, I came to find the Zacchaeuses of the world. Actually, he's really short. So he said, I came to find. Right? And Jesus talks about that he's a good shepherd, and he leaves the 99 to go find the one. Guys, I'm so touched by that story, because that's me. When you're acting the fool, he's looking for you. He loves you that much. He died for you. He cares for you so much that he's willing to leave the 99. He's willing to go against the popular crowd to reach you when you're the only one. It's amazing to me. But you know what? Something has to happen for us to receive God's grace. Something has to happen for us to be willing to change. And it's kind of seen in this story. Jesus said, Zacchaeus, what? Come down. What if Zacchaeus would have said no? You think you got him down? Throw rocks at him until he falls out of the tree? Tell you what I think. It was Zacchaeus' choice. It was Zacchaeus' choice. Because God will never force himself on us. We get to choose. And, and the question today is what about you? Are you willing to come down from the tree, to come out of your hiding place, and allow him to work on you? Because we spend so much time trying to hide and keep our camouflage and, and not let God see who we really are. And the truth is, he knows who you are already. And here's the kicker. He loves you anyway, with your spots and all. And I don't understand it, and I know we sure don't deserve it, but it's the truth. It's the truth. So you personally need to stop hiding. For those of you that are here today, there's a couple areas in your life, maybe you've been a Christian a long time, but there's some areas in your life that you really don't want to come to God with. You think you can keep them in the closet. You can't. He knows. But he loves you and he wants to help you, but give him the opportunity. You've got to be willing. Here's a second thing. This isn't in your notes. You're supposed to also go out and seek and save those that are lost. We talk about being his hands and feet because it's true. And this coming week, you're going to have an opportunity to love on people and reach out to people and share the love of God with people who, who they, they may not get that ever. But there's this, this moment in time, there's this intersection in time, just like Jesus walking under the tree with Zacchaeus up in it. Jesus stops and looks up at Zacchaeus, and you need to do that this week. You need to slow down, and you need to take some time to love on some people. Give them a hug, smile at them, pray with them if they need to be prayed with, whatever it is, but slow down and let God's love. Hey, we're going to get it to everybody. But we got to love on them. Because there's this moment, this awesome, holy moment that's going to happen. And it's that one person. It's that one person. 
You know, and I think of Bailey's story, and I think how amazing it is that this family's finally getting to the place where healing is coming to them. And now they want to bless somebody else. Don't take that for granted because there's lots of Baileys out there. And we may never know until we get to heaven what God's doing with all these outreach things that we do. But you know what? Our responsibility is to love people while they're here. And maybe one of these days when we get up to heaven and say, you know what? You gave me a backpack when I was a kid and years later I accepted Jesus because I remembered that there was a seed planted there that God loved me, that somebody loved me. Amen? For those of you that are hiding things in your heart, it's time to let Jesus work with you. He already knows. He already knows. Stop hiding. For those of you that aren't at that place, start loving people. And be like Jesus and look for the lost ones and love them. Amen? Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your love and your word. I thank you, Lord, for the amazing story of Zacchaeus. And there's so many of us so many times that are just like him. Lord, we look at our lives, we look at ourselves, and we realize, man, I can't come to you, God. Look at everything I've done. And yet you know us. You see us. We're not hiding from you. And you love us anyway. I don't understand it. But I'm thankful for it. If you're here today and you're, you're one of those people. That there's some things in your life and you've just been hiding from God. You may act like or look like nothing's going on. But there's some areas in your life that are broken. And you need God to touch you. You're ready to climb down out of that tree and ask Ask him for help. Meet with Jesus. If that's you, just slip your hand up. Say, Pastor, that's me. Nobody's looking around. Amen. I see your hands. I see your hands. Amen. This is a safe place. We just want people to be found. Because we've all been lost. Sometimes we still are. Jesus is so faithful that he comes looking for us. He comes looking for us because you matter to him. You matter to Him. This week as you're here, you're going to have such an opportunity to, to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to allow God's love to flow through you. And I want you to understand that's, that's an easy thing to do. It's just allowing Him to do it. Say, Lord, open my eyes. Help me to see the people around me like Zacchaeus. Holy Spirit, Fill me up and help me just to love people the way you do. Lord, help me to be your hands and feet. Here's my life, Lord, use me. If you raised your hand today and you want to just allow God to come in and do some healing in your life, I want you to do something really brave. I want you to come up here and stand with me. I want to pray for you. If you raised your hand and you want prayer, or if you didn't raise your hand, that you realize you need that prayer. It's time to come out and let Jesus do some work in your life. If that was you, I'm going to stand here for a moment. I invite you to come. I'm going to pray with you.
You know what I've decided? God is good. Aren't you glad? We don't deserve it, but He is good. Lord, I just pray that as we leave this place today, that we've been with you and that, Father, you would touch our hearts. Lord, help us to open our eyes and see people around us that are hurting and lost. Lord, help us to be your hands and feet. Holy Spirit, fill us up. In Jesus' name, and all of God's people said, amen. God bless you guys, and we will see you Wednesday night. Don't forget to grab your books in the lobby.